all familiar with that? Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I get a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's that's for sure. Um, <laughs> all good. <laughs> She's also uh, pansexual. Do you all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody, anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is, we don't like Mexican food up here. That's cool. All right. Uh, I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, Crypto Kush? You buy that blockchain bud or those NF terpenes. You buy it now. It's not as worth, not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it. You can't do anything with it. But, yeah. Um, I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, like, that's flattered. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. Right? Uh... <laughs> Ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Y'all ever been uh, catcalled before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, Have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You're from behind, you saw the luxurious dress my hair in a sweet can, you're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys, <laughs> that's my time. Give it up your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by... Uh, pro- oh, okay. Yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, as a fair warning, uh, I've made some terrible decisions today, uh, and they led to the hiccups. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve it. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm ac- actually mm, I'm actually going by uh, Christ, because um, my name's Christopher Wright. So I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently. Um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice. Why would you two quit dating? I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue da- dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish, somebody that was visually a six at, at best, 
he wouldn't either. I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh, yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. She said, I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves. And I thought, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how hiccuping. Yeah. Um. Do I? I look like I hate you. Do I look like I hate children? <laughs> okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um. I'm gonna try that again. Um. Do I look like I hate children? Do I look... Okay, I'm just going to re-retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, th what the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm going to let you know that I actually have a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. That's... Tyler. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid, and if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never going to see their parents again. So, so that's on you. Uh, I actually just got back from I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in Por I, mean, I live in Portland, and I came down here recently. But I was here to uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Um, so at this point he's kind of milk. That's, that's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he's got two kinds of cancer all right well i you know i you guys not feel pity for me yeah, oh yeah thank you thank you okay uh d has anyone in here oh has anyone in here ever been arrested yeah how about how about you? Yearly? Nearly. Ne ne you've near nearly been arrested? Yearly, okay. Yeah. How how about you? Have you been arrested? Really? Okay, well, I Okay, I got arrested once. Um it was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not protesting, but I I was recording it. Um and uh there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland. 
2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. But I def definitely deserve to get arrested. Uh, when I got footage um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought, I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. And then after I watched it, I thought, I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Then the video footage, the police officer says, don't come over here or you're going to get arrested. And then my now ex-girlfriend says, uh, Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us? And then I said, no. We're good. And uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually, at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy. I talked about with my lawyer, and I used it, and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it, too. Really neat strategy. It's called uh, lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That was <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks, um, please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow, you look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? 30 30 Hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time. Where are my 30-somethings at? Yeah, that's right. Give it up for yourselves. So I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't going to make it to 40. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. I am a dog mom. So, yeah, thank you. So, technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh, yeah, she's definitely a cougar. Going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48, and my boyfriend is a corpse. Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay! There you go. My one person brave enough to admit it. Thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder 
because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. Ah. And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um, who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello? Right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. My boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I'm a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. Both Jews and Filipinos are well-known. See, he brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well-known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt. Do you know what the difference is between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda. Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs. And Putin kills people who, who, and bong bong, first he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer, more frequently, at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Oh, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> I I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming, okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically there are two less Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's babies. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. 
It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck, E-I-E-I-O, and in his neck he kept dead puppies, E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh, I have a little another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? An empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a laffy taffy joke. Your next act, folks. Uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy. Really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah, well, don't trip, don't fall, don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, Prince Chris Sanders, great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon, I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America. There's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling test. It's just unlike anything. Oh, my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade, not because you're smart, but because I'm terrified of you, right? Kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying, kids be shooting. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? <laughs> I may not make it to the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're, like, a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? So he puts his shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and hug me. Like you, you're a lovely lady. Like if a kid hugged you, you'd probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger okay? I don't need a second family life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach some boundaries to mean a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. Not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, 
Who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone likes school? Anyone in school? All right. What's going on? Yeah. Nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. We're doing a, a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. I go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raised their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know, like I want to test them for gifted and autism that day. That's what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery works. I just want you guys to know that's not how it works. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll, like, traumatize him, right? And in Florida, he might shoot me. So <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point. You know? If slaves knew magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing. I forget. Like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground. He went up to a white kid. For my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, you can't be bringing a saw to school. So I put him in uh, in school suspension, in school suspension, right? Pissed off at me. He turns around and he pulls out a wand. He goes, Osio Emancipation-o. Like, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to free all the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right, all right. Look, okay. I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm super broke. I uh, I just finished like having a roommate. I had a r- I'm 33. I, I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like I, I my last roommate was an aspiring influencer. Yes. On the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50K. Is that how much money you make? She's like, no, just how many followers I have. Like, exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see, like, a light. No, we're good. Okay. Oh, traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations. And she was, like, a nice lady. She was going to school for nursing. It was pretty typical in Florida. But she'd, like, be freaking out over her Instagram. Like, ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And uh, I'm, I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus. And she comes in, and she freaks out. She's like, Chris, oh, my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, Okay. All right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, they wanna ha- they, they're like, Chris, you got to have sex with Katie eventually. Like, she's hot. You guys cook dinner for her. Like, you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually going to bang you. I'm like, look, we have very clear boundaries. Katie has sex with other men. I vacuum my room for two hours. Very Clear boundaries. You know, someone said, aw. Someone was, <laughs> you don't want to get no pity pussy? No, even no pity pussy? Even I give, I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. All right, hopefully that was uh, you. Uh, anyway, um, 
it was me with the unibrow and the one ear higher than the other. Um, <laughs> all the women are beautiful. Anyway, um, but this is a cool thing, though. The great thing, thank you, is uh, we I, I get something cool out of it. That sounds sad. But the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy and he leaves stuff at the apartment, I keep the stuff. Yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. And after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next fact, your next. I can't talk. I boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and unable to speak. Uh, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here, uh, another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, all the way from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland, yeah, Oakland native across the East Bay. Oaklanders, come on, yeah, yeah, East Bay, fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics, I'm single right now, I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder has sort of become like a sneak preview for OnlyFans, you know? Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, add me on my OnlyFans. I'm not on Snapchat. Add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No! It's way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm personally Team Hinge. Team Hinge, anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah, everyone else, except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit, yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you got to work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, it's just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you work in the oil industry, girl. This is a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like an online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let's, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like, uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience. Yeah. Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging. And like, oh, you know, millenn- oh, what is it? I can inform me about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things, you know? Yes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date. I'm like, oh, yes, I'll... I like that one. It's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I want to choose. No, like, she DM'd me, and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like, you walk into her apartment, and they're just, like, hanging on the wall. 
you know? Like, you know how, like, John Wick, he has, like, a wall of guns, like, a whole arsenal of guns? Like, he's got that big-ass grenade launcher, the medium-sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big-ass grenade launcher. The tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the Ass Blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep. Maybe, at the most. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's her strap. It's her choice. I am very pro-choice. Except for when it comes to my asshole. You know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the, pol- like the politics of pegging. I want to have some say in this. You know? Also, I feel like he only has one peg. He's probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. How many asses she's pegged? She's like, this is the ninth ass that I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes. Hmm. But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting like, pegged? Guys here, thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here. Fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're going to get a prostate exam. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's going to happen sooner or later. Fuck. It's inevitable. But, yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because, like, talking to them makes me feel less autistic. You know? They always have some, like, they're always, like, really, like, into, like, sabermetrics. Always have some obscure facts. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game, and one of the guys was just like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito almost pitched a perfect game against the Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg, how'd you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's zodiac sign. Jesus Christ, we had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called a perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This really this is a really high stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh my god, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. Like, you know what? I don't watch sports for nuance, man. I listen to podcasts if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh my god, this is so nuanced. I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But yeah, what else? What else do I have? Fuck, wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left? I talked about pegging. Talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, Remote Therapy. Yeah, and other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic, or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal, or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for, like, Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or, like, Planet Fitness. No. Like, YouTube looks through my fucking search history. It's like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos are rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like, this sounds very spectrum behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it'd be really weird though if I like came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know. 
But yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents with like immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I may be autistic, you know. And they're like, autism? What? Uh, autist? Autist? Uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be like wondering like whether or not they're gonna have grandchildren. I'm like, maybe. This probably still explains why I'm still single. But all right, that's my time. Give it up for Alex Kaufman. I have not been pegged yet. My name is James Yukawa. Make some more noise for James Yukawa, San Francisco's very own. Very cool, very funny dude. Uh, he's absolutely been pegged. He's lying to you. Uh, <laughs> that was absolutely defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, your next act, folks, is also from Portland. Please make some noise for Danny Shy, everybody. Give it up for Danny Shy. I'm from Portland. I do know what pegging is. <laughs> Not what I want to talk about. <laughs> Not what I want to talk about. I, uh, you guys having a good day? I'm also having a good day. Because uh, this morning, thank you. Uh, this morning, I did an entire stretching program made for a 50-year-old. I got almost all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as fit as a 50-year-old. Thank you very much. I just figure, like, if you need to be fitter than a 50-year-old, then there's no reason to live. Like, I feel, oh, why? Why are these runners existing? Uh, cool. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, are you guys into conspiracy theories? Oh, good. I am coming on board. I am coming on board for sure. Uh, and I'm coming on board. I was uh, listening to the radio. I was, li I was flipping channels on the radio, and I flipped, and all of a sudden I heard satanic feminists. And just I was like, oh, I'm stopping now. Because I honestly have no idea what a satanic feminist is. But I heard it, and I was like, I think I'm one of them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to imagine that a satanic feminist is a person that's like, oh, we believe in feminism so much that we are positive that Satan is a feminist, or as, is a woman. Like, Satan's definitely a woman, for sure. And, like, I know that. I have definitely been gaslit by kindergarten children, uh, girls, girl children, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's eternal. That is definitely, I don't know if any 30 or 3-year-olds told you about your body weight, but you're like, that is a, a hell inside of my body now. I feel very bad about myself. Uh, Satan's a woman. Uh, that's, I, di I didn't do that joke well. I apologize. I, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I realized, like, while I was listening to that program, that if you believe in conspiracy theories, nothing's ever your fault. It's not, <laughs> it's not your fault. And I know that because the reason they were talking about satanic feminists is because they were talking about school shootings. I know, real upper of a radio show. Uh, and they were ta talking about this kid, and they were like, well, the guy, the poor kid, he didn't have to do it. It's like satanic feminist fault. And I'm like, I don't. So you don't have to take responsibility for anything if you believe in conspiracies? Like nothing. Like my whole life I feel guilty. Like I don't take up like that spot on the airplane thing because I just feel like, well, they put their elbow there first. It's theirs now. I feel guilty if I touch their elbow. Other people are like, I mean, I genocided today, and that's satanic feminist fault. It's not. I'm fine. I need that power, you know? So now, just from now on, I'm like, well, I crashed into you, but it's definitely because you don't li worship lizard people enough. And it's, uh, it's on you, you know? I am not apologizing. You're crying. It's the chemtrails fault. Like, the chemtrails make me mean, all right? I wouldn't be mean. It's the chemtrails. 
you know? Sure, I'm in jail for a crime, but it was my doppelganger that did it, for sure. If Hillary Clinton can have a doppelganger, I can too. Go find her. Excited about it. Uh, I a while ago I heard about this uh, guy. About him regularly, like once a month. Uh, just every time I have my period, I think about him. Uh, because he was like he's a flat earther, you know. Uh, which like if I am never gonna murder a person, but I definitely think I know some people that are gonna fall off the flat earth, you know. Like I know some people uh, that I will just, well, I we went on a road trip and they just fell off. We just got real close. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, so he's a flat earther and he built himself a rocket. It was somewhere here in California. I don't know, but he built himself a rocket and shot him up in space. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He didn't get very high. Like he would have gotten a lot higher if he bought a plane ticket. All right. So it wasn't like the best rocket. All right, but I think about him regularly uh, because, like, what science did the guy use? Because, like, every science I know mean believes that the Earth is round and that you gotta shoot your rocket up higher, faster than the Earth. The gravity is pulling you down to hell, right? I can't even jump that high. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to try. It's embarrassing. All right, I don't. I'm not gonna show you. Uh, but so he shot like. And here on Earth, uh, it pulls, we're pulled down to hell by gravity at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's what every, so that's the entirety of rocket science that I know. All right, but that depends on a round Earth. And so he knows that the Earth is flat. Well, how, how did he do his calculation? He did, he did, again, not super high. He survived, though. He got to hang out with his cat. That was in the story. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta imagine that he's got something better than birth control. Like, whatever science he's using has gotta have a different birth control that I'm super into. I think. I don't know. I don't really wanna know him. I do have some people I wanna murder. That's just a. <laughs> I don't know if that's the appropriate tag, but we're going with it. Uh, thing about me, uh, I read at bars a lot. Because I like being with people, but I don't like when they talk to me and make me hate them. Another thing about me, I was raised on a farm, uh, and that means that I learned about castration decades before intimacy. Yeah. My dad taught me when I was very little that I had not only a right, but a responsibility to choose who gets to be dad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco thinks it's progressive. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing on my dad. <laughs> he had five daughters. He taught us all uh, how to remove some balls. Uh, uh, so the point is, I'm not good. I'm not good at the knowing how the girl guy interactions are supposed to go. You know, but I'm trying to get better because uh, Mayor recently told me. Uh, I'm not going to tell which one. But it was it wasn't like the Portland one, but it was definitely one of the white ones from so you can probably narrow it down like it was a white dude mayor uh and he told me uh he told me uh that the reason that Portland's got a housing crisis and probably San Francisco too uh is that people like me aren't married uh and getting married and I don't know, yeah, he was a white dude mayor, so they know things right like I just I just got to believe him that I am, like, me living with several roommates is causing a housing crisis. 
yeah, for sure. It's not like, wow, yes, how dare me? So I'm working on figuring out this dating thing, and here's what I figured out thus far. That in a girl-guy flirting situation, my response, I'm the girl. I, I knew that beforehand. Um, but my responsibility is to be very impressed by the very unimpressive. All right? So if they... So, so if they... Uh, I'm supposed to get off of here, and you guys keep laughing. I can't finish my joke. Uh, thank you so much. It's been great. Anyway, the point is, if they interrupt my book reading to tell, give me their very long opinion about what I'm reading, I'm supposed to be like, oh, my, that's, a, how'd you learn to read? Can you please <laughs> teach me? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. Keep clapping for Danny, everybody. You know the drill. Very funny. Very funny. Your next act, everybody, come to the stage uh, here all the way from Boston, right? It's Boston. Give it up for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Make some noise for Angela Sawyer. Hey, oh, hello. So nice to talk to you. How are you guys doing? You've seen a lot of comics. Are you okay? You doing all right? I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I am a middle-aged lady. Uh, I'm 52, and... This year, I found out I could sweat from my eyelids. <laughs> going great. It's going okay. Nice to see all of you. Uh, I have a roommate, uh, which you're not supposed to do when you're my age. I think we all know. Uh, most people, uh, usually in their 30s, you like get a partner, move out of town, maybe get a dog, something like that. And me, I am just still going to weddings where I'm also the DJ. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, I read a cool article, and the news is so bad that it was so nice to read something that I liked to see. Uh, I read an article that uh, grocery stores and pharmacies around the country are starting to close their self-checkout machines and have people go through the register again. And I love that, because I want to look you in the eye when I steal from you. You know, I want that human connection. I think it's important. I think it's important to have. I do have roommates. I've had a lot of roommates over the years. Um, uh, my favorite bad roommate that I ever had uh, was this guy, Dan, who got mad at me, moved out, and uh, when he moved out, he tried to karate chop me to death. <laughs> 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 and then I had to politely explain to Dan that I had 130 pounds on him and it might not work. <laughs> I was like, okay. I do, I do like fat people. They're my favorite people. I think they're the nicest people in any room, in every room, because if we have a problem with you, we ate it already. You're safe. <laughs> You're so safe. So safe. I think fat people, we're like the pugs of human beings, you know? We're like adorably squishy and strangely wise and, oh, shit, we can't breathe. <laughs> good. We're doing good. Uh <laughs> Dan, uh, the roommate who moved out, he got mad at me. Uh, he, he accused me of stealing his crystals. Yeah, which uh, I did do. <laughs> uh, in my defense, I thought they were, I threw them away because I thought they were rocks. <laughs> and I found out uh, if they're crystals, you put them in a case. That's the big difference, I found out. Uh, I, I've lived in a bunch of houses uh, ar around my the city where, uh, my hometown. Uh, one place, mostly it's been punk rock houses. And if for whatever reason, if you don't know what that is, 
uh, a punk rock house is just a regular house that is not a home. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, one place that I lived, I had 17 roommates. Yeah, way too many. At that point, you can't even learn their names, you know? I just knew them as porch guy or guy I always saw holding bread from the dumpster, you know? I'll let you guys get see which one you think was the worst one. Uh, there was a roommate in that same house who was a cop, uh, which I don't like. <laughs> Not cool. And then there was a guy who wrote a play for bees. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> He didn't call it that. He called it a honey-infused ritual. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a play for bees. <laughs> very, very confusing. Uh, also in that same apartment with 17 roommates, uh, one morning I came out of my bedroom to go to work, and uh, a teenager, like a 17, 18-year-old kid, had moved in to the hallway right outside my bedroom door. I just walked out to go to work, and there was somebody there. He just like put a bed up against a wall, and he put a flag up against the bed, put a TV on the end of the bed, and just lay back and play video games in there. And I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. We all got someplace to go. You know, it's cool. And then after two weeks, that kid got a girlfriend. He found some nice girl to, like, lie next to him and watch him play video games all day. And I was like, man, when this chick finds out she could fuck a guy with a door... It did not last, <laughs> is what I need to know. It did not last a long time. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a middle-aged lady, and so the rule is you have to have middle-aged lady friends. That's how it works. But I think everyone should have a middle-aged lady friend because uh, we don't give a fat shit. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. No one knows what will happen. Uh <laughs> one of my middle-aged lady friends recently, she named her tits to empower herself. And I was like, only over 40 does that, okay. <laughs> and she was like, Angela, you should do it. And I was like, I, I don't think. And she's like, no, you should do it. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could go with Bert and Ernie. Could work for me, you know. Uh, I also, I like having friends who are much younger than me, people in their 20s and their 30s, especially in their 20s, because those people are better. <laughs> they're raised well, they're very nice. <laughs> Uh, I had this long heart-to-heart -heart with this friend of mine who is barely 21 years old, so she's like 30 years younger than me, and sh we were talking and talking all night, and at the end, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, afterwards, she's like got tears running down her face, and she can't breathe, and I was like, oh, oh, sweetheart, you know, you can suck dick mediocrely. Like, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. This is the truth, and I, you guys can take this advice. If you get a C- minus in gym, they still congratulate you. She's doing okay. <laughs> She's doing all right. Doing just fine. Uh <laughs> Uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I scored a, a normal job for the first time in my whole life. I got a job as a secretary, and that is just a job that comes with these glasses. <laughs> I walk down the street, and people are like, ooh, I bet you can type. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and uh, that's an okay job. Uh, mostly it just means that uh, I get phone calls on Teams when I'm trying to go to the bathroom or watch a movie in my house instead, you know? Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, though, my favorite coworker called me up on Teams. Uh, I love her so much. Her name is Stacy. She is the salt of the earth, great person. And she calls me up out of the blue, and she goes, Hey, Angela, I noticed in your email signature it says your name, parentheses, she slash her, parentheses. What is that? And I was like, I mean, I love Stacy. She's from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it's not her fault that town smells like bleach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, some people use they, them pronouns. Mine happen to be she, her, but it'd be more comfortable for everybody if we use them a lot. So I put them in my email. And she goes, oh, oh, I, I thought that's because everybody thinks you're a man. <laughs> and I was like, right on, Stace, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk people do love to call me coach. <laughs> 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 it's true. I think one of the reasons I get along with people who are much younger than me so well is that people who are, are 20, 30 years younger than me, they grew up reading and writing Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, Potterotica, yeah. They, it's, they did, I checked, they did. <laughs> and that I th that's a place where I feel like I really belong. I fit right in because they just look at me and see trans Hagrid. It works out great. Works out so beautifully. You guys are so much fun. Thank you. You've met Trans Hagrid. Give it up for your host, Alex. He's the best. Clap more for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Come on. Wow. Just fantastic. We have. Are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? Are you guys ready for that? Yeah. Let's get some more energy than that for your final comedian. Here, all the way from Los Angeles, give it up for Jay Stewart, everybody. Make some noise for Jay. Hello, hello, thank you. I am parked illegally. I have to pee. I just got out of the car from here. Hang on, I just need to do some stretching, get some stretches out. Thanks so much for being out here, guys. I'm the last person to go up. Wow. All right. Have they been saying this? Oh, oh, there's more. There's more to go. All right, good, good. I was going to say that wasn't quite what I would imagine a headliner would be brought up by, you know, but it's good. It's good. We got one more person coming. All right, this is great. This is great. Um, What's new with me? What's new? Started school. A little bit of a culture shock going back to school. I haven't been in school for like 10 years. Last time I've been in school, it was still okay to publicly enjoy movies produced by Harvey Weinstein. So a little bit of a culture shock there, you know, getting, <coughs> getting back into it. This guy uh, in my class, making on your cute, cute little guy, and he's like talking about beef. Like, oh, beef, I love beef. I know it's bad for the environment, but it's just so good. Yeah, I mean. What a pedophile say though too about kids, right? Like, oh the environment. Um, I don't know. I got a I got a new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Got a new car. I gotta admit though, the uh horn pretty good. Anytime I go to use it, it's like ah uh, uh, like the one time this guy cut me off on the 405, and I just pressed it. I was mad at the guy, and he's just, oh, don't stop. 
which is basically the exact opposite of what I wanted the guy to do in the moment. So, fuck me. I don't know. Um, you guys a fan of microdosing? Not you? Straight, straight and narrow? Never tripped in your life? No? Where were you? Lo location, not time in your life. Santa Barbara. Okay. That seems like a good place to do it. You know. Um, never again, though. I'm not even going to con continue the joke just because that was such a no response. It's okay, everybody. It's not that good of a joke. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. What else do we got here? Um, I'm co convinced that the greatest white rapper in the game right now is Kanye West. Um, I'm my blood type is O negative, which means that people's lives depend on me not having gay sex. Um, true, true. I'm at a good place in my life. My Instagram feed is entirely comedians, women in bathing suits, and people making chocolate chip cookies. Good, good. I really can only control two out of three of those. Um, I can control three out of three if I switch my gender to female. Uh, switches up the algorithm there. I was on TikTok. I switched the uh, my gender to female, and I had to take a break. I was like, I'm gonna start a business. <laughs> I feel motivated. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I missed that tag. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um. Good to be back in San Francisco, though, I will say. Um, I have a lot of ups being in San Francisco. I used to live here for like two years. Um, uh, it was some lows, though. I mean, my, my car got stolen twice six weeks. Yeah. Apparently, homeless people can drive stick. I had no idea. Two people, you know? Um, and the thing was weird that, like, the second time that I called 911 to tell them that my car got stolen, I got a voicemail that I'd never expected before. I've never encountered that situation, right? Because when you call your therapist, they go, if this is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. There's no procedure for what if you call 911 and get a voicemail. What is the procedure? What do I do in that case? You know what I mean? I did get a call back in the Nice little lady. Um, I think the most unrealistic thing about Batman is that the billionaires are walking through an alley. I'm talking about billionaires' parents. What billionaire walks in an alley ever? Like any alley ever? Like I, I would think it would be more plausible that he like got money to close off an alley just to walk through it. That seems more plausible. Why are they walking through an alley? I don't know. Um, LA, LA is a funny place. It's that complicated. Um, so good looking. Yeah, man. We look exactly alike. Of course you think I'm hot. Like, at some point you're just stroking your own ego. You know, I, I, um, uh, ma'am. Um, I went down there. Smoke some toad venom. Yeah, yeah, it's just toxin. Yeah, sorry, you not not your thing. Not your thing. It's all right. 
The it was uh three hundred dollars though. Of code venom. The first time I thought heard that, I was like, three hundred dollars of code venom. It's gotta be illegal. <laughs> it's too much money. Uh, I did it anyway, so changed my life. It was amazing. You should do it. Except for you. Um but uh everybody else though that feels the call. Um why is why um I feel like ants aunt ants aunts. I feel like they're under fetishized in the bedroom. You know, I just want one time like please call me nephew. And someone is like, "Oh, I'm taking you home. Thank you." Um uh, I used to live in New York. Um, I uh, I don't know. I I had a lot of fun in New York. If you meet some weird people, I had a roommate call me the N word all the time. I don't know. I was just people call me the N word. I don't really have a stake in that, but I do love it. Like secretly, I love it. If you call me the N word, I'm like Jay Z for the day or something like that. But I don't know. I mean. Uh, it's a it's a it's a weird feeling to be called that. I don't have much stake in it. I'm just not trying to be the black people police, right? I'm not trying to be the black people police. I think if I was trying to be the black people police, I would just join the police, you know? I don't know. Um, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome to be back in San Francisco. Thank you. Make some more noise for Jay, everybody. Uh, keep it going for Jay. I did not mean to lie to you. We do have one more comic. Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I do apologize for that. Uh, your next comic, I don't know where he's from. You're from here? Oh, sweet. We get to end it with a San Franciscan. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Hell yeah. Ending with a fantastic comic, San Franciscan. Give it up for Wes Chu, everybody. Make some noise for Wes. Here he comes. Make some noise for your city. Thank you, and uh, sorry for not checking in. Uh, yeah, uh, good to be here, yeah, uh, good looking crowd, uh, it helps that, uh, most of you are my friends. <laughs> yeah, so my name's Wes, and, uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I came to accept a part of myself that most people that I am an asshole. Uh, are there any assholes in the audience tonight? Well, 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 well you, uh, don't be proud of that. No, don't be proud of that, okay? I, I'm not proud of that, okay? So I consider myself to be a, uh, a close asshole. Uh, that means is that I like individuals, but people as a whole can fuck off. Uh, so I, I don't like it when people or ask stupid questions in public. It hurts my brain. I don't know why, but I have this urge to try to like uh, for me it's like it's kind of like trying to solve like a broken tube and at the same time while I'm trying to touch it, uh I get shocked in the head and it's it's really not a comfortable feeling and the only thing I can do is provide a a snarky uh, non-answer that doesn't solve anything. So here's an example. Uh, my my uh, my girlfriend and I we were at uh, not too long ago at 
Petco, where the pets go. And uh, we were in the, the cat aisle, and we had a, a basket full of canned uh, wet cat food, just, just powers, powers of it. And the two of us were talking very loudly about our cat. Um, just a little bit more context. We got a cat recently. It, it don't say that. You know, it, it's just really, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's only okay. Don't, don't defend the cat. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we were talking very loudly because we're loud people. Uh, like what to get the cat for food. Uh, we came to the discovery recently that uh, the cat, like myself, is also an asshole. And the reason he's an asshole is because for an animal, he's a very, very picky eater. I'm like, how can you be that picky when you make no money? So, and uh, while we're having this very loud discussion, uh, I noticed in the corner of my eye uh, two broke uh, college students. They're just buying very uh, basic uh, cat supplies. And <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're broke because, ooh, you can get that stuff at Amazon for cheaper. Uh, and uh, while we were arguing, uh, one of them comes up to us. Remember, we're at Petco, cat aisle, and a basket full of cat food. And one of them comes up to us and says, excuse me, do you have a cat? Ow, that hurt my brain so much. Uh, I was, why I heard that question, I was trying to brain aneurysm. And, oh, God, I, I, like, I really wanted to say, no, these are for me. I love cat food. Human food fucking sucks. Vegetables, get that out of the way, okay? Cooking is pretentious. Dog food tastes like shit, which makes sense because dogs like licking their own asses and eating their own shit. So cat food is, is prime, okay? I love just getting one of them, cracking it open, and just sucking them down like raw oysters. Love it. Oh, I noticed that you're also uh, purchasing a litter box. Do you also like shitting in a plastic cube with a feeling of sand between your ass cheeks? Later on, scooping it up with uh, a plastic sip. I know it's a very satisfying uh, uh, process. That's why I do it myself, too. Do I have a cat? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm i in the cat aisle of a pet store. It's not like I'm in the cat aisle of, like, a grocery store where I'm, like, you know, have my human shit with me and, like, vegetables and juices, and I'm, like, happen to wander into the cat aisle. I'm like, oh, well. Wow, look at all this cat stuff. Oh, I wonder what it's like to have a cat. It's everything's all cute and shit. That's why you can ask me, because that's just confusing. But no, okay? Pet store, cat aisle, basket full of cat food. Do I have a cat? I fucking better. Otherwise, I might be a serial killer. Uh, like I previously mentioned, I don't like it when people say stupid shit in public. I have a story for that, too. Uh, one time I was waiting in line to uh, be seated for brunch. I said it. I like brunch, okay? I love a good Benedict. Anyways, the person right in front of me uh, was trying to uh, impress his friends, and this is what he said. Well, 
anything can be a startup. Look all around you. Hell, this restaurant can be a startup. No, that's not how it works, okay? Restaurants don't have uh, venture capital funding, okay? There's no uh, series A, B, and C, okay? And you know that uh, restaurants aren't rolling in dough, okay? Not only that, but we all know that what's plaguing our uh, Bay Area and San Francisco, this is one group of people. It's called restaurant bros. You know those exist, right? How they boast about how little money they make afterwards. Oh, just like talking about how great it is to work 12 to 14 hour shifts every day. Weekends, what the fuck are those? Destroying our culture with delicious food. Oh, God, this carbonara is so great, but so, so problematic. Now, the term you're looking for is small business, okay? said small business and, you know, crank down the uh, arrogance down to, like, let's say a two. It would sound better. Anything can be a small business. You're absolutely right. But no. You said startup. Not only that, but you said it in a very arrogant manner, okay? You're trying to impress your friends how smart you are. Instead, you sound like an idiot, okay? And just going by that logic, uh, if anything can be a startup, well, say that about uh, giving birth to a kid. And clearly, uh, his parents uh, invested poorly in sperm, egg, and money into his existence. Who wants to invest in stupid comments? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, God. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is just don't say stupid shit in public. Don't. And don't ask stupid questions either. Just be a little bit more observant. Otherwise, an asshole might be making fun of you on stage. My name is Wes. Thank you so much for having me. Keep clapping for Wes, too, everybody. Holy cow. Closing out the show. This has been a great time. Give it up for yourselves for coming out here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Come on, clap for yourselves. Please give it up for Mutiny Radio. Just a fantastic spot that they're doing this. This is sick. And uh, one last time for all the comics that you saw tonight, everybody. Please give it up for everybody that you saw. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that there is going to be a tip jar. I need to find where that's supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't given a lot of instructions. If you do want to donate extra money to the comics, we're just going to disperse that to them. Feel free. Uh, thanks again. Huh? Or Venmo. Oh, yeah, or Venmo it to. Well, actually, no. Uh, yeah, Venmo it to Mutiny, too. That could be cool. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, but tip. Yeah, but please tip the kind of idiots. Uh, this has been a blast. You're all fantastic. I've been Alex Kaufman. Have a great night. Thanks.
co-host again. Thank you very much, Mike Spiegelman. I am this is Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And let me just cog up some time. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Absolutely. We are rec- actually streaming right now on Mutiny Radio. And we stream first every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're out from San Francisco. And you can find us uh, at our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and our YouTube channel with video right now, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and give them some money at Mutiny Radio. The website is mutinyradio.fm. There's another donation button. And you can listen to all the great shows and read about the live comedy here at Mutiny Radio. We're on Mutiny Radio. Carl, we watch a full-length movie every week on YouTube. Uh, Great premise. Great premise, right? Do we rip along? As the movie goes, yes. So I built these robots because I am uh, lost in space and I'm forced to watch bad movies. Yeah, and you know that show, Mystery Science Theater Three. Yeah, it's nothing like that. Yeah, nothing like it's that. No, nothing no, 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 no. like that. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Today we are watching, as time goes by, 1988. As time goes as by, time goes by. How can you right. say that title without hearing the, the song from Casablanca? Well, well, that's true, absolutely. And look, everyone at home who's going to watch this movie w- with us, you must remember this. It's go as time goes by, nineteen eighty-eight. The channel we like is, it's all one word, so it, it's not friendly to your eye. But it's Hey Do Radio, Hey Do Radio. H-E-Y. How do you spell Do? D O E. Right. Hey Do Radio is hosting. Time goes by from 1988. Yeah, a, a current movie for us. A 1988. Yeah. Type in as time goes by 1988. You'll find the link courtesy of Hey Do D O E Radio. Click it. Hit pause. Move it back to zero zero zero. When you hear go, we're all gonna hit play. And we're gonna watch this movie on YouTube together. So you could listen to us streaming live and watching the YouTube channel right now live. You can listen to the podcast and DYI it at your own convenience, or just go to the YouTube channel and Carl already synced it for you. Right. Carl, That's I'm really true. excited that there's a celebrity comedian to do our countdown for our yeah. movie. Take it yeah. away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Scott. Welcome, Scott. How are you doing? All right. Now, Scott, you are a comedian out there on the scene. I'm seeing you come up. We're coming up together, seeing you at open mics and seeing you at shows. The first thing I want to ask is you've only got one name. This is very peculiar just to go by Scott. How did that start? How did you make that change? 
You know what? I am not really sure, but there was a great comedian that I used to watch when I did the stand-up comedy. His name he went by Carl. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that stuck or I just uh, came up with it on my own. I really mm. don't know. It, well, it's a very interesting concept. It's almost unheard of. This is the first time I ever bumped into it, so kudos to you. It's a very common name, Scott, and you'll distinguish yourself by not having a last name. It's a good idea. Hoping the best. Oh, the second thing I wanted to bring up is your material, okay? You are very wife-centric, very wife-centric, and it's not in a positive light. So. How do you really arrive at this from a life frustration? Is she in the room? And how does this play out in your personal life with her? Well, she's not too far. I believe she might be in the shower. So I'm safe for at least a couple minutes. Um, well, you know what? Obviously, everything I say is not 100% true. But she definitely gives me this, this springboard to... Uh, make those jokes and continuously I might add day to day <laughs> always so, new material uh, always giving me new material for sure tell me for more sure. though does she is she aware of this is it on her radar how does she feel about it has she seen you do wife jokes yes and she um, she came actually the one time I actually took the uh, comedy class at Scotty's and um, she did come to the graduation and that was about the last time um she doesn't particularly care for me doing wife jokes and i explained to her that it's not 100 percent about her and when i do tell her jokes she goes that's not how it happened i said exactly I, said, <laughs> I, I take the story and then i switch it around a little um but still not really happy because she's like well people don't know what the real story is and I said, well most people don't even really know me or you that answer is enough. <laughs> well, you know, I had the same thing with my wife. Now, I'm not like you in terms of it being like a uh, part of your persona, practically, you know, but I do have many wife jokes and they're not favorable. So I made up a fake name. Her name is Cynthia when I'm on stage. So it's a fake name. Have you thought of something like that? Namer? Gladys? I did. No, but you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. I would really like to get away from wife jokes it's just it just seems so easy because it's so there but i do uh -huh. feel this especially for like starting comedians when you have something that's so easy because comedy is all about timing and being able to get up there and speak comfortably and that is like the easiest thing for me to do so maybe mm -hmm. in time i will move away which i am actually trying to do as we speak so but okay they just keep popping into my head as <laughs> the days go on. So we'll see what happens. Well, you got to write from what you know, and you're certainly doing that. That is for sure. Now, exactly. let, you, you are a very fresh comedian, new comedian. I mean, taking the class, maybe we're talking about two years here, something like that. What do you think? I, I took How long the class? And it, was, it was two years, three months. Uh, three years, three months. It was October when I first started. Then I took a complete uh -huh. year off. Uh, during a pandemic, wasn't allowed out of the house, more or less. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. So, um, so, so we'll say a little bit over two years with a long now, break. Very different than other comedians, and this is one thing that distinguishes you. You have a catchphrase, 
already after such a short time. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Now, this is very Italian, but I don't think you're Italian. I'm not. Um, I grew up in Bayonne, and I went to college in Staten Island, in Staten, Italy. So, very Italian, four years there. So, um, you just soaked so, you know, it up. I, I, exactly. So, I always had, and people always thought I was Italian. So, Italian people were cool, you know. So, you know, not many cool <laughs> Jewish people walking around. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't even to try to be Italian. It was just, I started doing stuff, and like I said, things just come into my head, um, mm -hmm. and like I'll I'll take I'll go from one bit to the next because something will pop into my head, and kind of just things just fall into my lap actually. So that kind of you know fell into my lap, that, yeah, and then people liked it and started set? saying it, so it kind of worked. Yeah, that's how you end every set. Exactly. Time for me to let me hear you right. say it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, what happened was actually, I didn't even try to do it, like people, because I would say it in my bits, and then people started saying, get the fuck out of and then when they started saying that, that's when I was like, you know what, I'll end it in my bit. Yeah, that's perfect. Very good. Very crafty. Okay, now, Scott, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us, so everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for, Scott. So why don't you go ahead, Scott, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown. I appreciate that. I haven't listened to it, but Carl, you do all the hard, heavy lifting here. Yeah, Speaking of heavy I'm lifting. sure it's very good. I just haven't recorded it yet. Now, in truth, I found a, there's a character in here named Connie. There's a woman on Facebook with the, the actress's name. So I reached out to her to see if she would do the countdown. We'll see. Oh, that's exciting. So maybe we just heard that interview. Yes, I know, right? Right. We don't know. Only the audience knows. They know better than us. Ah, Marcel. Marcel okay. Schmitz. And she's going to play a woman named Connie in this film. And it's a pretty important role. And so I reached out to her and I was like, Hi, my name's Sherilyn Jean Franken. I have a podcast. That's like a radio. It's like a radio station, but you bypass all the professionalism. We went long if you would do a thing. I don't know. It looks like she's doing well. She's very much into horses. She's clearly there still in Australia. A lot of politics. Sounds good. Now, not a lot. Not, not a lot. You know, when I was in high school, I had a part-time job collecting skulls in the Outback. Right, yeah. It's not Out, Outback restaurant, money. not Australia. When you live at home with your parents, it's okay that it's not good money, and you do get good tips, you know. And so the neighborhood appreciates, because otherwise the skulls just pile up. <laughs> I, I used to bury them in our backyard, but the dog kept doing skullduggery, and he would oh, find Oh, skullduggery, them. the worst kind of skullduggery. <laughs> he would find them, picking them up. Okay. As you can guess, we're in the Australian outback. And as you look at the locations in this film, it's Australia, Australia, Australia. And then they film this one scene in Australia. So Broken Hill is what we're looking at, I believe. New South Wales, Australia. They're going to be in a studio in Melbourne. Um, there's a town called Silverton that was apparently in Mad Max 2. They'll be oh. there. 
Now Mad look, Max something's coming, dude. Mike. Look from the sky, something's coming. Is it a like, diner? No, it's I... low budget effects. Yes, it is a diner, Mike. You know this. Well, just from the movie poster. This movie just tries. Here's a movie poster. Now we gotta run and get the premise ready, right? Because now, look, it's some, something's gonna fling off the ship. See this important Yes. Yeah, this is the thing that like powers the ship. It's gonna fling off. He's not gonna go and touch it and the goo gets on it, is he? He can't go No, 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 that's not gonna happen. Oh look at that. Boom! Look at these bad effects. It's a fireworks. It's fireworks. Another spirit Halloween store opened up. Spotlights out. Yeah. Okay, no. More bad effects are coming. More special bad effects. Okay, I'm on there. A diner has landed, and now it just starts randomly blowing up with fireworks. Oh, that's uh, Pucus Arts, I believe, uh, did the uh, special effects. (laughs) Yeah, they did the Beatles, Rolls Royce, and they did, they were a collective, and they did this crap. Oh, man. So I always think of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre every time I see scenes in a band. It doesn't matter what country. You know, I never saw that. Of course, I saw Egghead. What was it called? Egghead? Oh, Egg Cells. Toby Hooper's previous film. Yeah, that was really fun. We did that on this show. You know, there's just a bunch of scenes in a van, and they see some guy, and they condescend to him. and Oh, they pick up a hitchhiker. That's the classic horror. Yeah, that's right. They pick up a hitchhiker. Now, these are three teens in a van, or maybe 20s, I don't know, but they're Australian. That's the difference. Right. And Mike, Mike is sitting there in the driver's seat, and he has brought him all this way to go to the Inland Sea. That's a funny Australian joke because it's a dried-up seabed that used to be in the center of, you know, so it's the Inland Sea. So as soon as Grouchy finds out, see, this is Grouchy in the front seat, and that's Cheryl. Cheryl is a hippie, and she's having past life experiences, and uh, Grouchy's just grouchy. So he's like, if there's no such thing as the endless sea, fuck this thing, and he kicks Mike out. Now, so this is the movie poster that I saw. Mike is a surfer with a surfboard, and the mm-hmm. movie poster I saw is the Outback, and there's a surfer with a surfboard, which is crazy. crazy. You're the Outback. And talking about crazy, there was a 1940s diner in this movie. That's all I know about that this is- movie. So this is pretty crazy, Carl. Walking around with your surfboard in the outback. Yeah, speaking of the surfboard, here it comes. Now, in truth, we will only see about two seconds of surfing in this film. Does he put it down or something? Like he goes in the diner and puts on a surfboard? The surfboard is not really going to play into this movie the way the poster implies. I think they were just trying to show you a joke. Right. That the you contrast. can't in the desert. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, you see, Mike is on his way there because he got a note. He got a note like 20 years ago that said, meet uh, Joe Bogart at this address, at this location, you know, in 20 years. It's this crazy thing. So. He's got his note, and he's doing what he was, you know, he's going to go meet this stranger. Okay, so uh, that's cool that you pointed that out, because I just thought that ladies just kicked him out of the van, and he's astray, but he's actually going to a location. Right. He needed a ride there, so he tricked Grouchy 
uh, into going Cheryl. to the inland sea. Well, Cheryl is in the back seat. Cheryl's uh, the hippie chick. Okay, if you don't want me to call her grouchy, her name is. You could call her grouchy. She was, you know. Uh, her name in the film is Marjorie, and she's an actress named Christine Coeg. She's really Irish, and she's only got three credits. Her 1994 was her last credit. But throughout this movie, she just is grouchy, I'm telling you. Now, isn't it ironic that you're sunbathing in the outback <laughs> with your San Francisco yeah. hat? When the car comes, right. When the car comes, turn up the sound. His okay. hat says San Francisco. Yeah, that's a uh, the Niners, right? Or, oh, okay. okay. I get the team. Not the Giants. Yeah, SF. Yeah, Forty Niners. Look at that. Why didn't I notice that? This is the fourth time I'm looking at this. So technically, it says San Francisco on the roof. I suppose. All right, I got a full volume here in the studio. No, but it's really when it's something something okay i'm behind you this sucks the joke is he pulls up and he's like have you seen such and such and the guy goes no and then he starts driving away but he's right, like so standing in the desert what's your time um, 757 I'm I'm not using my faithful PlayStation Four today. Yeah, what's your timestamp now? Eight twelve. Thank you. Wish okay. You All right, so they're in the van. Right. Look at that Niners hat, gold. Look at that gold rim in the back. That's so cool. <laughs> I've never seen a hat like that, and I've, trust me, you know, in San Francisco, everyone wears their sports colors. Everyone, everyone wears yeah. their sports team. Yeah. Not everyone here, but we got a lot of that too. Teams are a big, big deal. A big deal. How much do you think that sets you back, like to to be a faithful fan? Well, um, I guess it. around two hundred fifty dollars, let's say. Like you have the yeah. jacket, you have the hat, you've got a pen, a pen, a pennant, you know, blah blah blah. Okay, so look, yeah, he picks up this guy, sort of saves him, picks him up. His name is Ryder. Turns out he's a cop. And unbeknownst to Mike, he's about to be in the middle of a shootout. What the fuck? Oh, wait, he brought him a ride, ride along? It's yeah, ironic because his name is Ryder, but he, he actually is the driver. <laughs> I guess so. Tag along. What was it? Ride along. Ride along. Ride along. Ride Remember I, Ice Cube? Kevin Shea? No, I Kevin never Shea. paid Kevin attention. Kevin Shea is a comedian I know. Oh, okay. Kevin Hart. Oh, I what 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 what? There was a movie called Ride Along where Oh yes, I saw Ride Along. Okay. I saw no, Ride what... Along 2. Yeah, right, right. This is Ride Along 3. Rider literally <laughs> Rider. takes him. I'll pick you up from the outback. So let's go uh Okay. So the cop gets out of the car and he begins to fire at this crazy oh. militant. This is like Mad no, Maxi. No, he uh well, it that's just a coincidence. It's really, they're not Mad Maxi. There's nothing okay. steampunk about them or whatever. A little steampunky. Well, because they're but but this is steampunk pump punk adapted this from. They just meant it as motorcycle riders. Oh, the goggles. 
sometimes yeah. goggles are just goggles. Right, right. They weren't going for steampunk. They were. Hey, I like I like your Harley Davidson aesthetic. What are you talking about? I like your sports team aesthetic. <laughs> he just coincidentally is wearing a. That's like me wearing like an now Australian look, look, jean. It's a clue. It's a clue. Yeah, this is great. It's poison. He's still gonna burn it. He's going to burn this whole place because he's going to destroy the poison. We don't know it yet, but uh, there's like some people who have been killing sheep, and he's a cop and he's investigating. But he's like an outback cop, so he just—that's the crime, poisoning sheep. Yeah, it's got to be something like rival farmers or something. You know, I know from watching Mad Max, gasoline can't really waste it like that in the outback. <laughs> This was shot in 1987, released, you know. Yeah. Now, it will deal with time travel, but most all of it is in 1987. Oh, to go back to that year, graduate college, high school, I mean. This is like a video store movie, though. Well, yeah, this never made it onto DVD. This is a VHS copy we're watching, and later you'll see glitches. You see, they spent almost 700000 dollars on this film and i think that's australian dollars but they only made like 10 grand of australian dollars oh what a bummer yeah this was a um okay here's connie and i'm instant messaged her on facebook we would be delighted if you would we'll see if she bites i hope so okay so Connie knows Ryder, all right? And Connie keeps on referring to Mike as Blondie over here, you know, because he's some hitchhiker. He goes, right. my name's Mike. I, I'm Mike. Mike. No, I'm Mo my name's Mike. Connie Stanton. This is the, Connie's home. That's a cool home. Yeah. Used to be now, Howard Johnson. Now, why is Mike with them? Because Mike has nowhere to go, and they know it. Does like, he have his surfboard with him at least? Yeah, yeah, it's in the back of uh, right. Mike's, Mike's little Jeep. So eventually they're going to go to the diner. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I'm ready. Here, a couple well, DS. Yeah, it's, um, what's the, tr Foster's. <laughs> there was an Australian comic at the Cove, I think his name's Eric Leiden, and uh -huh. he was making fun of it. We don't drink your, we don't drink Foster's because we think it's shit. He goes, we drank Budweiser. <laughs> what you blokes think is shit. That's really funny. Yeah. So now they're like we're finding out like Connie and Ryder are great, great friends. They work together a little bit and you know, he's a cop and Mike is there for um you know, he's talking about surfing on the coast and you know about surfing and Right now he's looking him up. But anyway. He looks like Robert Davi. By the way, he's totally bald. And because he wears the hat the whole time, I missed that the first time around. Second time I saw this film, his hat was off, and I was like, whoa, dude. Claire. Yeah, get a get a get a head of toupee or something, because wow, dude. That's so cruel. Do you think the crew is like, hey, can you put your hat on? <laughs> I'm trying to light the scene. You see, 
This is 1987. If this was shot in 1997, then Ryder could have been bald, just 100% shaven, and he right. would have looked cool like Bruce maybe, Willis. Maybe he'll have a cool Australian goatee with the bald shave, or maybe a neck beard, cool Australian neck yes. beard. Now, one thing I really liked about this film, he's like, Mike just coincidentally happens to know all sorts of stuff about engines, just because any Australian would, you know. Now, uh, Ryder's very suspicious of Mike, but Ryder's going to get his hand stuck in the machine, and Mike is going to save him. And that will be the first time that Ryder's like, eh, maybe this bloke's yeah. all right. But on the other hand, maybe he's not. Yeah, the hand that didn't get stuck fulfills <laughs> his vision. On one hand, I'm glad uh, Mike's here. On the other hand, who cares? Now, later we'll have a callback to this. When Good. he comes back, he'll say, Mind your hand, mate. And so he won't get his hand. No, I okay. don't have the volume on, and I've never seen this movie, but it looks like Mike did that at some point. Uh, no. He turned he, it on? At, at the request of Ryder. Fixing uh, the fixing it. The truck won't work. That's what Connie was all talking about. You so he saves him. Yeah. See what you have done. It took me see so long to figure out that song. I thought it was C period, C period rider. Like, dude, I didn't realize oh Elvis was telling the, the horseback rider. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis. Elvis? I had no idea it was Mrs. Cece. Cece, right. Right, Mrs. Cece. Why would anyone want a pole poison teeth? Now, there's this whole thing about poisoning teeth. Barry's bald. You see, how did I miss that the first time I ever watched it? Wow. Right, there he is, bald. On the cell phone game or something? You think you were on your cell phone at the time? I guess maybe because <laughs> I only ever saw he it with the hot. You can see the reflection off the bottles of his hair. Now, Connie and Mike clearly are attracted to each other. And Ryder doesn't like it, but not from jealousy. He's not interested in Connie. But he doesn't super not like it. It, like, irks him. And it'll never play out and develop into anything in the plot, although it's totally implied in this scene and a few more coming. Yeah. Like, when he was getting out of the car, he said to Mike, you mind yourself around Connie, right? You know. Yeah, look at that eye. So, <laughs> right now, Connie's like, such and such. And he goes, Ryder goes, but you are going to help me tomorrow, Connie. You promised. And he goes, I'm very busy. And he goes, Mike can do it. Now he's paired up with Mike. But Mike did just rescue his hand. So he's like, all right. Trust me. It's kind of weird how he's just fallen into their lives. They don't say, what are your plans? Now he said, I've got this note. Here, turn it up. This okay. is what he's going to talk about. By the way, are we doing a, a, a not a kill count, but a beer count? How many times they drink beer? Because it's the third time. It's her third beer. I'm doing a Connie beer count. Okay. It's her third beer in this movie. Yeah, so yes. You can't really hear, can you? Oh, no, no, because of their accents. I don't understand a word of it. Okay, very funny. Okay, so audience. What happens here is he's really explaining the, the backstory of this. Are we underwater? I'm, I'm playing it. 
you, you think the video is the only thing muddled in this in this copy? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> ah, fuck it. Oh, I'm sorry, it. man. I'm to... He gets it. It's, there's some funny stuff, but that's okay. We'll catch the next thing. What is your number Australia, count? Australian humor is like so dry to me. Like I could not understand the subtlety of Barry Hogan. What is what is your time count? Okay. Eighteen fifty six. She's Crazy. at a fire and she's like See her uh, foot's in the she's having past life experiences. Is he really? Turn it up, turn it up. Okay. Cheryl Grouchy. Well, the funny stuff is her, like, past life experience stuff. A little skimming. Okay, now they're in a room. The, her father passed away, and he was a cricketer. Cricketeer? Cricketer? This he was film. One of three. What? He was one of three cricketeers. The three cricketeers? Now, this film was originally titled The Cricketeer. Cricketeer. Because it was about a. film started as a story about a mythical cricketer in outback Australia. The Robert Redford film The Natural seems to have been the inspiration. Whoa. So it went from the natural ripoff to a time-traveling outback adventure. Yeah, and the thing is the script was pretty the script is pretty tight. I don't know how they switched it up in the middle. They must have had all the Time travel stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was the, the concept of it. So the now Mike is bumping into a scrapbook in which we're going to learn this backstory that Ryder killed his son by mistake. He was playing a cricket game and he hit the the cricket ball hit him in his chest and he killed his own son by mistake. It was it was son slaughter. I can't believe he's reading it out loud. Well, you know, we are listening. And also, I can't believe Ryder has a scrapbook of the time he killed his baby with a cricket ball. Somehow, Connie is in Ryder's life. I don't get how. Maybe he's an uncle. So it now there's flashback. Ryder. He's a tortured soul. He killed his own son. Now he's a rough and tough cop in the outback where nobody, you know, he doesn't know a lot of people, you know. Oh, a diner! Rock and roll. Wait, is this a flashback? No, this is the diner closing for the night. We were hearing a crowd oh. of diner people, a bar people. Do you remember in the movie Easy Money, Joe Pesci and Rodney Dangerfield got so high that they had to eat something but not the wedding cake in the back of their van? So they pull up to a diner and it, the lights go out and the diner says open 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see that film again because I remember loving it. Well, they wind up eating the wedding cake, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo. Dingo! That's Did where he's Dingo... supposed to meet. Did Dingo kill his baby? Population 20. No, he killed the baby. Yeah, uh, that's when he, he hit the kid with the baseball, and he goes, Oh, uh, Dingo kill baby! Dingo! <laughs> it's not a baseball, it's a cricket. Don't you know how the game plays? 
cricket ball. You want to play grasshopper? I mean, I mean, play cricket. cricket. Hello. It's American All right. football. Now okay. he's going to go into the store, uh, and we're going to meet a not funny guy who's going to do this up? not funny thing about how much he hates ducks. Go ahead if you want. It's not a funny thing. So he thinks that, like, this dust mite is dust. It's, like, all wrong. And he's going to get straightened out later when this professor type shows up. He has a picture of a dust mite above his produce? Yes. Now, that sounds funny on paper, but believe me, this guy does not pull it off. So Ryder has sent him here. You remember that that piece of the poison label that he found? Yeah, that's he right. I remember that. Oh, he's so going he to wants... the local emporium. Right. Trace this. Who bought this? Where was it purchased? You know, from your store or whatever. That's cool. I didn't realize this was a prestige level. Now think about how Wild West it is, right? The cop doesn't do it. He sends some kid he just met from right. hitchhiking. It is Wild Westy. Punk okay, rock. so there's a company called Valhalla Presents. And they had a like a string of cinemas. And they made a bunch of films. Now, the guy who directed this name's Barry Peet. And the guy who produced it, his name is Chris Keeley. Or it's Kylie. I think it's I saw Kylie, yeah. So it's K-I-E. Just like in your name, Spiegelman, it's Keeley sound. Keeley. If this is German-derived, I don't know. So anyway, they made a film, Future Schlock. They made a film called Channel Chaos that they hated, so they didn't release it. They made The Big Hurt, and they made this as time goes by, and this was the final film. Wow. So they had a good run of making some money, but this film didn't work. Funny they had to disown a film. The Big Hurt. I I prefer The Big Easy, Carl. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. It was easier. Yeah. Didn't hurt as much. It was more of an escapist film than The Big Hurt. I got dust and they go blah 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 blah. Oh wait. Oh yeah, there's the dust. Fucking ouch. Dust times hundred thousand magnification. You think he was like a good television actor who just got himself a role? Uh well no. let me look. Okay. His Don't name is John Bridges. And um he was a the dust obsessed outback storekeeper. Born in nineteen fifty in Melbourne. Uh he's known for three but look look how current this is. Troll Bridge, 2019. I mean, he's still wow. out there doing it. Beauty and Punch, 2019. Oh, Button I know that movie. 2021. You do? Beauty and Punch, yeah. Yeah. I gotta put. I gotta remember to watch that movie. I wanted to see it. Instead of Punch and Judy, it's Judy and Punch. Very funny. Let me try to look that up for you. Judy and Punch, 2019. We're we're. I'm getting it off a title. Okay, so now he shouldn't walk in there. Well, he's a cop. Who, oh, okay. I know, I know, but he's got his balls about him. So he oh, goes. So in... should we say private? <laughs> now what's that, Mike? That's the poison. It is. Now here comes a guy in spurs. Right, Wild this West. L. J. Weston. He'll play heavily into our film. L. J. Weston. 
Look, he tracks weather. So it is a western. It's a western. Yeah, western, western. L. J. Western. The actor's name is Ray Barrett, and he had a little bit of fame, but as you might imagine, we wouldn't relate to any of it. It's all in Australia, and he was in the Troubleshooters in England from 65 to 71. Oh, man. He was, you know, oh, he was the first actor put under contract for Australian Broadcasting Corporation drama selection. What? What? I'll tell you how I found this film. I found it purely through YouTube. I was looking for films, and this popped up, and I looked up it up on IMDb, and I saw the poster as well, and I said, "Oh, this sounds cool. Let's do it." Yeah. You were also hitting me up. I had to get I had to get a, something in, but this one looks. Well, it, this never... is a good film. Uh, in the end, um, oh, it's done well, and it's a good choice. It doesn't fit with your theme of. Um, I don't have a theme of bad movies. Well, uh, yes, you do. You read about <laughs> them when they were, you were young, and you couldn't see them, and you always remembered yeah. them. But now, thanks to YouTube, well, to be here. honest, this this movie came out during our youth in '88, and uh, it was definitely like to be accessible in the United States. This definitely had to been a video cassette. Right. This was never released theatrically in the U.S. And the video release, I think I have it here. Oh, yeah, only on VHS. But what year was it? 1989. Right. It was out on VHS. But I don't think it was bought in the American market. The film was never distributed there. Crazy. Yes, I, I don't know about the VHS movie. I I had mentioned uh, there's a documentary on the Australian exploitation film industry called uh, Not Not from Hollywood, uh-huh. where where they discuss how like Barry's Humphreys and Mad Max generated this this maverick industry. industry. Yeah. And they would make these crazy exploitation films. We actually this was right before you joined the show, Carl, but we watched an early one which is no longer on YouTube called uh-huh. Turkey Shoot, which okay. was kind of like a battle royale and include a werewolf eat, who eats toes. And in the documentary they're like, Yeah, that was a low point. But you know, they were just anything goes and you they would shoot Should I see the... Turkey Shoot? Yeah. Maybe we'll, I... see... well, let's see if Turkey Shoot's on. At the end of the show, I'll see if Turkey Shoot's on, and then we'll do it as a future episode. Okay. We already have a movie pick for next week. If the okay. audience would like to know, you have to watch. listen to our show. We'll mention it at the end of the show. Yeah, for the big reveal. Everyone's on the edge of our seat. I'm... They're writing about us on the Huffington Post. Oh, on the HuffPo? So is this film and Louise, you, uh, Aussie no. version? Grouchy no, and Grouchy and past life experiences. Oh, they're Are van broke down. Is what is this? Yeah, uh, they're Max van Headroom. broke down, and they're not going to be able to get out of there for a while, and that's how they're going to fit into our plot. Now, this guy is crazy scientist guy. Somehow, he found out that there's aliens here. This is Western. No, no, this is a guy named James McCauley, which is a boring name for a film and um he's like an alien obsessed mad professor type he has some awful job at a tracking station and this is his way to get famous is to find an alien so he'll be set up as our bad guy gotcha uh, okay. 
Now, this is the guy we saw in the beginning of the film who saw right. the spaceship crash. He's finally approaching it? Yes. He, he's going to go up to it. He's going to hear the sounds of a crowd inside, and then he's going to run away scared. He's seeing it for the first time. Oh, I would definitely fall from my bottle on that one. As a squeak, professional squeak, 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 squeak. As a professional. Nobody will get that but you and me. It looks closed. Budweiser. Oh, exotic beer. You For the Niner fan in you. We don't drink Folstice, mate, because we think it's shit. We drink Budweiser. Which you think is shit. Right. Oh my god, there's background sound effect noises playing. Oh, well. This is skull drinkery. Not having a drink. Right, I'm here to do some skull duggery. Okay, now, for the first time. You see his shirt off. Okay, right, now, even though his shirt off is off like that and he looks like that, she's still interested you know there wasn't a lot of people to pick from uh, all right carl yeah i guess you're picky right what he has, he has pointy elbows and... yeah like there's no definition like there's no <laughs> fat but at the same time i don't see abs this is a guy who hasn't done a crunch in his life yeah right yeah throw it away those off the bottom of his ribs gross i can think about what a skeleton looks you're killing me. <laughs> I wish but I Tani looked doesn't good. care, and Tani's going to kiss him. Right? Okay, come on, right, come on. Get Do ready. It. Come on. Kids are ready. All right, the flies are down your face. Now, kiss. in Australia, this guy was very famous. Okay, this guy was named as, uh, his name is Nick Needles, and it's N-I-Q-U-E. So it's like Nicky Needles or something. Cool. He was in The Boy Who Had Everything, Kimono, Shout, The Story of Johnny Okis. We wouldn't know this stuff. But he would. So she was kissing a famous person. If uh -huh. she will do the interview with me, one of the things I'm going to ask her was, how exciting was it to kiss Nikki Needles? Come on now. Come on. They're all. They're all. Oh, look at that. The picture, the ghost in the picture. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, this is a pretty good film like they really tried hard and i don't know it's it it isn't pretty but we're watching a vhs copy vhs copy i'm sure it looks gorgeous at sunset probably and, yeah and all the outback desert sure scenes you know the blooming onions <laughs> yeah that's where the blooming onions are good they they aborigines chop them and with machetes and harvest the blooming onions Look how that I don't know if that's honest. Look how low that that moon cannot be that big. No, I'm sure they got the right angle and I'm sure the original shot had it propped either. Now, she is not wearing a top, but we really don't get to see it. And we certainly don't see Areola. But I had my fingers crossed and the thing is every time I watched this film I tried really hard, but no, no. <laughs> not topless. Whoa! See? Oh. See, yeah, she, yeah, she threw that in there. Perfect. She, she tried okay. really hard. 
It's 100% covered, and she hid it in a plaid. Perfect. So your problem with this guy is that he's too easy on your eyes. He's too easy on your eyes. I don't really have a... Okay, did you almost see it? Whoa! Her elbow right. caught it, and then the blanket caught it. I really don't have a problem with this guy. Being no, now, no, you did. You did. Pulls out the... You know, he's going to say, like, what's this story? Kills his son. He's oh, like, my God. And she's like, killer. don't bring it up to him. You know, he's very sensitive. But the very next scene we see, he's going to bring it up to him. You just had sex. Hey, <laughs> is it true your roommate killed his baby? What a buzzkill. He hurt his hand from the accident. Oh, is he? Well, he was, you know, he was helping him fix the Yeah, engine. right. Oh, is he? That's right. I liked it. He goes, can you fix the engine? And, he, and Mike was like, sure. Like he just happens to know how to fix an engine. Everyone, everyone from then would. Yeah, right. Because well, I you know, didn't know you were a cop. In Road Warrior, they all had to learn how to build engines. Yes, they did. Yeah. Or take prisoner people who did know how. I'm sorry, I meant Mad Max 2. Did I say Road Warrior? I meant uh, Mad it's, um, Thunderdome. Max. That's Mad Max 3. Oh, oh. You see, in Europe... The Road Warrior was a sequel to a very popular film that wasn't was a more of a cult film in the United States. Uh huh. Did I so, see it? It's called The Road Warrior. You you already seen it. Oh okay okay. They I've seen the all the Road Mad Max films, so I guess I did. You saw the last one, right? With Formosa. I don't know. It had a uh, blood bags. Oh, yeah, with um. Yeah, her. Cherise Theron. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Awful. You don't think it was the best movie of 2010? I don't know. I don't All think right. it was a good movie. Interesting. And I don't believe her as that tough character. And... Uh, is he okay, looking for well, a diner? Here's our professor, and he's going to lie that he's looking for meteorites. Okay, oh, no. why don't you listen this time? Their interaction's a little funny, especially when he shows him. It's not a, that's not duck. There's no incidences here. Okay, funny. It reminds me of uh, that Mick Jagger movie we watched where he goes into the Brazilian store to tell I'm him Mick that. Mick Jagger. Yeah, and he's right. like, oh, Julio Iglesias? He's like, no, Mick Jagger. Oh, Julio Iglesias. Turn it up, turn it up. It's a louse? So he's like, finds out that he's got the story wrong about Duck. But he made posters and all that stuff. Yeah, and he, you know, he thought dust was the louser. Finds out, like, dust is particulate matter, pet dander, human flakes of skin. It is microscopic, but it's... Oh, no, alas, poor Skull uh, Oryx. Oh, 
he's up. Alas, poor Oric. Oric. Yurik. Yurik. I knew him. I uh, clearly I knew I him. Horatio. I knew him. How can you tell it's Horatio? From his skull tattoo. It's still on there. His head tattoo. Face so tattoo. he mentioned Joe Bogart, the, the drifter guy, you know, the skull collector guy. Like, oh, he came down. And then Joe Bogart. And so Mike, that's who gave him the letter. Joe Bogart goes, what did you say, Joe? I can't believe we're a half hour into this film and we haven't done a Bogart. Okay. This Joe Bogart character doesn't really use this, like, old movie phrasing. Really? I think we should turn the sound up for this entire scene. Okay. Now, I told you this film was good, and this is one of the reasons. This is one of the scenes. Bling, bling, bling. So he speaks in movie phrases. Now you see how he's connected to the ship. Yeah. Nice sound effect to it. Now keep this sound up because you didn't hear it before because you wandered off. He's going to speak in movie phrases. It really is extremely popular in, in uh, Australia, by the way. I don't like it because I don't like my manners and I don't like myself. I think he's Groucho Marx right now. So can I tell you how 80s this movie is with the sense of irony about the previous generation and, yeah. you know, it's pop culture influence and then he regurgitates it and that's ironic? Yeah. and we're, It's always like 20 years prior or 30 years prior. Yeah, previous. But it's also like at the '80s, people were looking at a lot of stuff from the '50s and you know the movies from the '40s yes, and stuff, yes. and putting it in a new context. Oh, Carl, oh I should plug well, something from the, the yeah. story about how the power capsule fell off, and he wants Mike to go get it essentially. Jesus, can Mike just surf? Must he fix everybody's shit? Well, he's got a letter that was 20, 25 years ago telling him to come here today. Now, oh, to help out. We're, yeah, we're going to learn now about time travel. And I want you to not turn the sound off when we. Okay. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it now? I got it. And then I can take a pee break, right? Oh, my.